Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm gonna be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate this this is joe cole this is ruben off the cheek and you're listening to the london London is blue podcast All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London Is Blue podcast, end of season edition as we wrap up game week 37, or match week 37, depending on what side of the proverbial pond you live. Anyways, as host Brandon Drummond, McCoast, Nick and Dan, gentlemen, this one is all about Leicester City. Round two, Nick, the fight is over, Chelsea out on top. Uh, it's going to be quite a bit to uh, to talk about, maybe something about me hinting at a fight. I don't know, are you... You're, you're hinting at maybe a little uh, kerfuffle, a little, uh, a little handbags, a little, uh, a little slap, fisticuffs, a little slap and tickle, a little bit. Yeah, anybody? I mean, it's uh, it just, was nice. It was nice to see a little bit of fight today. I would say. Just please don't call it extracurricular activities. I hate. Dan, when the announcers <laughs> in the NFL and NBA are like, well, we've got some extracurricular activities from the players out there. I'm just like, shut up. Just <laughs> say what happened. Talk Look, about it. Was it. A be- it was a bench clearing brawl. Like, it was exceptional. Baseball. It was an yeah. exceptional yeah. way. Dugouts were empty. <laughs> the best one, the best one that I've ever heard from the NFL was when the referee, I think it was like during a Cardinals game or whatever, said, uh, number 64 is ejected for giving him the business. <laughs> that I felt like Chelsea kind of gave him the, the business today. A little preview to the old uh, patented three-word match review. Uh, well, a, a lot to talk about. Um, but before we get into it, let's do the three-word match review again. We, we do this to set the stage, right? A little temp check from people out there. And it's also a great way for them to express their creativity. Uh, so, Dan, again, plenty of winners. Man, the you know after a win, after a win like that, you always get some good ones. A uh, few that were great. Our friend Chelsea Youth Phil with old kit wins. Yeah, maybe we should wear that in the final. Dean uh, Mears with the one R final. Given some of the comments before this match, Austin with the defend the pennant. Yeah, we get to get a little revenge for that. <laughs> Kelly with funny. the holy heart attack. Scott with the no holds barred. <laughs> Akshay with the quality German engineering. Uh, those were from Twitter and then a couple from our wonderful Discord family. Travis, Cody Hill with We Have Bastards. Will with the In Our Hands. Talking about the Premier League top four finishing. Classic 86. Hey, with the Perez perfunctorily punked. 
uh, AOL Birch 97 with the Chelsea Fight Club. Mr. Thurman with the Tony Soprano Rudiger. Harry with the Timo Varner Masterclass. And then Big Skillet with Rondeville. I like it. Well done, everyone out there. A little Belichick at the end there for you. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, they're nice, nice, nice and tasty. <laughs> oh, man. I said a bit unlucky, Timo? Question mark? Uh, <laughs> talking about his uh, post-match comments and just the absolute absurdity of what he went through this match. I think, uh, you know, he said it was his season summed up in one match, and I actually think there's a little bit of uh, truth to it. Uh, Dan, what about you? Oh, continuing with the fight theme, I went with lightweight Lester licked. Licked, licked. huh? Yeah, oh. you know, you get land a good punch. Sometimes you say you, you licked them. No, I think the saying is you take a licking. <laughs> Bam. There it is. <laughs> you got licked. <laughs> I don't know what kind of fights you're in, Dan, but anyways, oh. Nick, quick, quick. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, my, mine's a little bit more snarky, and it's it's called uh, Meeting Club Goals. Oh, damn, Nick. Throwing after shade. The, after the weekend's comments. so Well, they weren't comments. It was just Matt Law reading between the lines, I think. So. Yeah. Oh, all right. Two well, hey, real comments. Quick. Uh, we're, we're pretty straightforward, I, I would say, on that. Front. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, real quick, huge shout out to Rudy and Craig for joining us on Patreon and getting in the Discord server. Uh, no Apple Podcast reviews, so I'd really appreciate it if three people do that next week. Again, grab your girlfriend, wife, significant other's phone. Appreciate the double dipping. Uh, then lastly, I cannot steal the thunder. Uh, Nick, I'm going to second assist to you to then oop to Dan. If you're... Uh you're able to go to our Twitter at some point this evening. Uh, we have, uh, you know, there, there's a saying when a, when a team in America wins the championship, they say print the shirts, you know, the celebratory shirts. We have finally printed some shirts. They say, why not us on them? A little less glamorous after last weekend's shenanigans. However, just in time for said uh, Champions League final uh, next not this weekend, but next weekend over Memorial Day weekend. So why not us, Dan? Tell tell the folks about the goods. Uh, they are sourced from a local print shop here in Seattle. Uh, women-owned, minority-owned business uh, printed on uh, wonderful 100% organic cotton in a deep royal blue with the wonderful white and pinkish color from the third kit for the why and not us and uh yeah we're going to be donating a portion of the proceeds to our friends at common goal and their anti-racist project and orders will be live tomorrow if you're part of our patreon or discord community make sure to check there before you place your order because you'll be getting a discount as well and to clarify tomorrow is wednesday the 19th of may uh, Correct. so get on that again limited run it's limited because we've never done this before all right and we're trying not to mess it up and if it, if you like it and it goes really well maybe we'll order more but no promises uh that you will get that before the champions league final unless you order this week so super excited about doing that super excited about tying in our philanthropic and charitable uh goals that we have as a team that you all help support us in so again um, think this is going to be great. Otherwise, the rest of this week, we've got Aston Villa uh, coming up. Um, when do we have Matt Law on again? Would love to get Matt Law's thoughts on that. Uh huh. This week? So, yes. Th- th- next week. Next, yeah. next week, week ahead they... of the final. Yeah, yep. ahead of the final. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, but we Old call the Matt Laws Aston Villa, obviously, for, for those of you that listen to our show and Matt's on a couple Matt's times a month. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, let's jump into it. Leicester City. 
were the opponents this time in the Premier League, not at Wembley, not at the FA Cup. Uh, final this time, it was Tuesday, the 18th of May at Stamford Bridge with fans, so many fans. 8,000 mm. sounded like 80,000, according to Thomas Tuchel. Uh, Casey missed it. Scoreline Chelsea 2, Leicester City Uno, which means we won. And again, not only were the fans there, your two ugly mugs were mm. on the big old screen, Nick. I mean, whew, it startled people. We got tweets. We had tweets. Uh, our buddy Clayton took photos of us looking like we're the uh, galactic emperor from Star Wars within the stadium, lording over uh, our friends who were there. Uh, it, it was for a really special cause, though. Um, you know, yesterday, the 17th, was the International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, and Transphobia. Chelsea Pride worked with the club and with uh, creators from all over uh, the Chelsea universe to put together some messages of support. And those messages were played on the big screen today. And that was uh, a really great thing. So just a huge credit to uh, Tracy and everybody over at, at Chelsea Pride. We know that their mentions are often not full of the most welcoming uh, or tasteful messages. And yet they persevere. And uh, just, you know, it's, it's, our, it's our place to say whatever we want. And we want to be allies. So uh, we are. Yeah. I, look, I apologize. I missed it, guys. I got the vaccine last week and was absolutely floored. Uh, and for those of you who saw my video on the Chelsea FC in USA and decided to point out I was the only one not wearing blue, um, yeah, I was riding the struggle bus super hard. But I was so glad that you guys were able to get stuff in there and we were able to to you know again continue our social causes. Right? Like I, I'm I'm proud that Dan, you and and Nick and and I and, and our community have done so much good. And it's something that we're going to continue to do. Like you just said about the shirts, um, involvement is key. Well, and it was really great too, is uh, one of our wonderful listeners, our boy Techie Tiger was in there as well. So, I mean, it was great to see how they brought together a large swath of supporters to recognize kind of this uh, this important day in the calendar. Uh, but yeah, I mean, really good credit to the club and just another one of those good works that they've undertaken. All right. Hey, um, now we can get over to the Chelsea Fist stand up, the only official app from Chelsea FC for some highlights. All right, let's run it back and see what happened in this match. Here we go. Now, Kante went for it himself, and Schmeichel beat it away. Chilwell back in. Pulisic looking for room for a shot. Found Kante again, and then Pulisic once more. Chance is coming. Kante can drive forward here. Mount's done well to get that to Werner. Timo Werner! Yeah! Breakthrough for Chelsea, it's a huge goal from Timo Werner, but once again the flag's gone up to deny him his man. Good run. Look at it again here, Mount, can he get the shot off? Oh my goodness me, he really caught hold of that, the player of the year. Good side as well, he's got a hand on this and forced it over the bar. Pilicuetta's flick, Werner, surely it's going in this time, Schmeichel thinks he's kept it out. Mike Dean has a look at his watch and says Give goal! Timo Werner, this time it counts. He struck him on the arm, but for me that's in a natural position, I don't think that should be disallowed. And from Chilwell, oh and in off Rudiger. Not sure he knew much about that, Tony Rudiger. It's taken Chelsea just a couple of minutes after the restart. But finally, they've made the breakthrough. Yeah. 
first point of contact in the box. Well, VAR having a look at it. Penalty. It is a penalty. Here comes Jorginho. He's rolled it in like it was the easiest thing he's ever done. And Chelsea have a second goal and they take a giant step toward a massive three points. Oh, Iheanacho again, he's rolled it in this time. And Leicester do have a goal back. And Iheanacho does have that record. He scored on every day of the week in the Premier League this season. It's a massive, massive victory for Chelsea and for Thomas Tuchel. They go back up to third in the Premier League table. Chelsea two, Leicester City one. All right, Dan, lineup time. Well, it was Edwin Mendy between the sticks. Rhys James, Thiago Silva, and Antonio Rudiger as your back three. As Plaqueta, N'Golo Kante, Jorginho, and Chilwell as the midfield four. An attacking three of Christian Pulisic, Timo Werner, and men's team player of the season, Mason Mount. Made up your starting 11. Substitutes included Keparitha Blaga, Marcus Alonso, Tammy Abraham, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Hakim Ziyech and Emerson Palmieri all unused. And then Kurt Zuma, Mateo Kovacic, and Olivier Giroud all made it off the bench in this match. Some of the top line stats from this one. Chelsea Pepperin, the goal was 17 shots. Six of those on target to Lesser, Seven shots, three on target for them. Uh, we had 59% possession. Um, we had 15 fouls to their 16. We had two cautions to their five. One offsides. Only one this match. But it uh, gave Timo a new a new stat he's not excited about. And then our six corners there, five. And then lastly, at XG Philosophy saying Chelsea with a 3.09 XG to a 1.02 for Leicester City. That is, that is no joke. And then expected Chelsea coming in with the gut punch. Nick said today was Chelsea's first win over Leicester City in the Premier League since the 9th of September 2017. It took us 1,348 days to break the winless streak. Woof. Woof, and it, dude. And it's not like they went to the championship. We couldn't play them and they came back up. Like, that was an active streak. Yeah. I mean, it It actually, that, that was one of those stats. Like, we, we aren't shocked by stats very often. That was one of those stats that actually really surprised me um, because I think the... <laughs> The the perception that Chelsea and Leicester have kind of been neck and neck over the last, let's call it, five years now, you would have thought that Chelsea would have had a, a better rub of the green than uh, one win since 2017. Uh, that's, Lots um, of draws. Yeah. Lots of draws. That's that's not exactly where you want to be against against a club like Leicester. But, you know, I, I said this on Sunday's pod, even though I was not in a great mood. I think Chelsea should beat Leicester every time we play them. I think yeah. we have a better squad. I think we have better players. doesn't mean that they aren't a good club, and they certainly deserve to win the FA Cup this weekend. It just, you know, I think we're, I think we're better than them, and I'm glad that the team came out and proved it today. Yeah, definitely uh, a deeper squad, which it sounds like was one of the big differences today uh, between us and them, Dan. Uh, but again, 3.09 XG. I know, I know a lot of uh, people don't like looking at stats and XG, and at the end of the day, only counts if it goes in the back of the net, but... Um, I think there is some path to victory through XG. Well, it's, I mean, the, the big thing is that the XG is an indicator of the opportunities you created and what the value of that opportunity is in terms of likelihood to get converted. And so we, we've amassed enough challenges out of those 17 shots, the, one, the six on target, to, you know, theoretically get you three goals and you know this is an example where um underperforming didn't hurt us there's been times this season where we've overperformed and 
done done good and gotten the result we needed. And so this is a game where we didn't have all the luck and we still managed to battle through it and get the results. So, I mean, credit to Tuchel, credit to the players. And I think we've got a lot of fun stuff to break down this one. I'm sorry, I'm just getting hyped up at some of the tweets we have coming up. Uh, the reactions, I think, is something that a lot of us were looking for from this team, a.k.a. Fighting Spirit. So we're going to take a quick ad break. When we get back, we're going right into the kerfuffle. All right, the extras, the handbagging. And I'm so excited that uh, one of che- one of Lester's bench players finally got his moment in the limelight. So again, thank you to these sponsors for financially supporting the show. We're going to be right back. All right, Nick, I feel like you're a fire guy, right? The old powder keg. This is this is your section, right? You love seeing heart. You love seeing fire from players. You love seeing passion. Did you get that sense today in the 93rd minute when? Uh, was it Chilwell again clipped for the 400th time? And Rudiger just said, I'm done with it. I'm over it. Two hands shoved to the back to Pereira, I believe it was, and then quickly spilled into the rest of the team. Yeah, I mean, this was a, you know, you read off the fouls, right, in the team stats section, 16 for Leicester, 15 for Chelsea. This was chippy. I mean, it was it was not a, a, uh, a nice game. Uh, game to uh to take in if you were on the pitch uh mason got cut down a few times chillwell got cut down a few times pulisic pulisic got cut down a lot uh you know Werner not so much uh but you know i think i think there was just a lot going on and and likewise i think there were little fouls from kovacic there were little fouls from j5 there were uh there was rudiger uh who took the uh, super soldier serum before the game and decided to run all over the place like this was a this was a real fight I mean there's a lot on the line here and there's this is what Premier League football is to me like this that this kind of heart this kind of fire if someone asked me hey let's watch a Premier League match together this one I want to watch this one I want to watch the Battle of the Bridge you know a handful of years ago I'm this is fun uh, you know it was entertaining and Chelsea bossed it for the most part um you know, it was it was interesting to me that it didn't happen sooner, I suppose, uh, because I think there were a few incidents in this one that uh, were on the verge of tipping out of control that didn't necessarily get there for whatever reason. But, the you know, you add, it, you add back in fans for the first time since the Leeds game in December, but that's the second time all year, and you have a lot on the line between top four and what happened over the weekend in the FA Cup. And you have a bunch of players who are pissed off about uh, some some disrespect being shown in the celebrations. And you have a manager who I think is probably pissed off at himself uh, more than anything for some of the recent results. You're going to get a team that comes out guns blazing. And uh, and I was really I was really happy to see this reaction. Uh, the the fight itself was um, was not so much a fight as it was a scrum. Uh, it was a lot of pushing and moving a big mass of bodies around into an area. But my favorite part of this by far is that when Edouard Mendy decided to come out of goal, <laughs> he split the Red Sea. I mean, it was absolutely epic to see him just go, pow, get out of my way. And you don't realize how big someone really is in like a set piece situation 
But when you're when you see it from above, and you get that aerial view of a huge scrum, Dan, and then you see this big tree rolling over there and just moving people out of the way, <laughs> just moving earth. It was super impressive, and it's like you know there there's some proper shit house Chelsea in there that I absolutely loved. Well, there there was a good Twitter thread from uh, Chicago Dimitri where he was actually giving player ratings for the brawl. <laughs> and uh, look, you know, I think Ewa Mendy definitely is a, probably a 10 out of 10 player performance there. Uh, came in, really kind of moved people around, was able to engage with multiples. Uh, Thiago Silva also extremely highly rated uh, for getting the awareness to uh, pick his head up and place himself uh, on uh, Arate's uh, view line and make sure that he made himself very clearly known for <laughs> the pennant situation over the weekend. Uh, and the edit that someone put together that was essentially like the pe- the pennant with the Champions League logo on it and then the Threw throwing away. away of it was uh, quite wonderful too. It, it was great. It, it, this is the type of thing, and this is the way I think about it, Brandon, is that this is the, a type of galvanizing moment that you want to see as we are heading into still a very, very important game versus Villa. You know, we, you know we, we can't necessarily count that Liverpool isn't going to be handed another one, two, three, four, five gifts before the end of the season. We can't count out that Leicester might get a little bit of a gift in this match versus Tottenham, who have nothing left to play for, who are going to be out of European football on a beach somewhere mentally. That And then a game against City, who have had some really wobbly results here, have some really interesting performances since they clinched the league that maybe this is just a little bit of that fighting edge, that fighting spirit that you want to see put into your team, injected into the team right before, you know, they might be a little more tired than City because City can get a little more rest in right now. But I think we are plugged in. Like this shows me that this team is ready to go to war. Pride, right? I think, you know, we saw some silly tweets over the weekend that only the Academy boys care after that fake up final. Uh, We saw some, you know, the fact that like, Oh, top four is more important than FA Cup. But at the end of the day, you know, this is this is just about standing up for themselves. If you just take this in isolation, had no idea about the context of the previous weekend, what's at stake moving forward, I think you would expect to see this regardless, right? This is just players standing up for themselves and saying, you know what, we're not going to take your bullshit. We're not going to take you kicking us uh, all match. Like, at some point, enough is enough, and we're going to... Um, you know, have a response. I couldn't believe that, you know, Mike Dean decided to have his best performance of the moment by not cautioning and throwing out everyone when, in all honesty, I mean, he should have, or could, I shouldn't say should have, he could have, right? We've seen referees overreact in these situations when, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't that big of a deal. But, um, you know, I think it's just laughable that Amarte decided to get involved in something like this. Like he was on the bench in a coat, bundled up, staying warm, through the rain and decided that, you know what? This is my moment. You know what, Nick? I, this is my chance to get involved in this match. They're not going to remember. And this tweet from Bell Silva, Tiago's wife, instant <laughs> follow, instant follow. I'm, I am on team Bell, whatever team that is. I'm there. Their whole family is just incredible. I, I just, they are so bought in to the system, to the club like they they became furniture overnight it, which is so odd to say and I don't say that lightly they just they clearly get it and they and they do it and she's in the stadium 
she tweets out a photo of her boo up against a Marte looking like he's he's ready to go to war and she says we didn't forget you a Marte <laughs> That's right, the, T Silva three show who's boss fist emoji. She's up for it. I I E, the Lannisters pay their debts. Okay, <laughs> um, it's uh, you know I, I think there was a this was just a it was it was set properly right the the results of the weekend what was on the line today the fact that now Lester have a huge a huge job and will need help uh, from Liverpool to. Um, to make top four and, and maybe slip out of it again with everything on the line again, uh, yeah. like they did last year. It's just a little, it's crazy. The storylines that happened this year, Brendan didn't seem too bothered about slipping out of the top four and that was post-match comments. You know, he's just like, at least we, you know, we got the trophy, you know, step in the right direction. I mean, obviously you want to be champions, but he didn't, he honestly didn't seem bothered about them hitting fifth. And, and I thought that was interesting to hear that, um, you know that, and it's funny you hear that they've been in the top four since game week one, and they might end game week thirty eight outside the top four, and just the heartbreak that comes with it. But they've had some pretty dodgy results as well, and I think that just reminds you though that they had a lot to play for in this match too, and it wasn't all just uh, uh, a big one for Chelsea. I mean that Liverpool result really fucked both of us, to put it politely. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, just. Your casual goalkeeper coming up in the 95th minute. Pissed uh, me off. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, you know, I think we jinxed it can, by can, talking. Can we transition to talk about how good our team was, though? Can we yeah. transition to talk about how good this Chelsea team was today? Hey, you can call it good and you can call it frustrating, right? Like, where's it been the last week? Where is this? I mean, we were at it today. We peppered Lester. I mean, the fact that we didn't win by more goals is ridiculous. You can complain about Mike Dean, which we'll do a little bit later, and is is laughable no calls, you know, for penalties and just bullshit after bullshit. But, um, you know, Rudiger really stepped up today and put the team on his shoulder. The fact that he has a goal, uh, he had 60 accurate passes for 85 and change percent pass accuracy. He had a couple tackles, three interceptions, three clearances. Uh, won two thirds of his ground duels and he instigated one fight. So thank you to at expected Chelsea for giving us the complete stats rundown. Uh, I mean, Rudiger, we're talking about contract extensions, Dan. Am I an asshole for saying that I'm still not sold? Lifetime contract. Lifetime contract. The conversation afterwards that like he talked about to Chelsea TV that, that we were disrespected and we had to teach him a lesson. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I think, you know, these are the types of responses you want to see. I think Rudiger is someone who has shown that when he is disrespected or feels aggrieved that he has in the past uh, not hesitated to show how much that displeases him. And he did it with a really impressive on the pitch performance. You know, I think the, the, the best run of it from a defender since uh, Zuma versus Ajax uh, in this match today, it was pretty impressive. The goal was great. His last Premier League goal came against Leicester, so he has a little bit of a, a love for scoring against the Foxes. But, you know, in general, he's just he's been more composed. He's been on point. You know, as long as he stops taking shots from 30 yards out, I am I'm on hashtag hustle, man. I am all about making sure that Rudiger uh, continues to get opportunities to endear himself to, to fans. Nick. Yeah, I mean, he 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 played immense today. I mean, he was he was all over the place and showed an energy and enthusiasm that 
You know, he had he has really since Tuchel came in, but I think today was felt a little ratcheted up to me for some reason. It it, it felt felt like he had uh, had taken the uh, Super Soldier Serum a little bit and was just you know everywhere. I mean, he was absolutely everywhere. The the fact that two Leicester players couldn't move him during the fight uh, was what you know just a telltale sign of someone who was feeling himself a little bit and. You know, I think what you hope for from Rudiger, what you hope for from Kovacic, what you hope for from some of these guys who have been off and on a little bit in the last couple of years is that this, the last two matches is the crescendo to the season, right? For them and for the team. Uh, Rudiger showed a lot of fight, heart, and leadership today. Um, he has not always been my favorite player, and I will not, uh, I'll not run away from some of my previous takes. But he is—he has really performed really well under Tuchel. And again, if you get that guy in the final, if you get that guy against Villa, you're probably feeling okay. What what I liked that he has tried to pull off, and it's not always effective, but it definitely pulls players out of position is when he can get on the long ball, when Silva can get on the long ball, when we do more of that to stretch these teams, particularly ones that are going to try to condense back in Brandon, like we've started to find a little bit of opportunity where we're pulling people out of position. We're giving our runners an opportunity to move onto the ball, whether that's Christian, whether that's Mason, whether that's Timo, like we're, we're stretching the pitch a little bit more. And you know, a couple of his didn't hit today, but I appreciate that we're trying something a little bit different to make it, you know, to bypass the midfield compl- completely and just see if we can kind of work around the system. Yeah, I mean, the quicker we can get towards the opponent's goal, you know, the better in that sense, you know. So, a uh, great day from Rudiger, but again, it just kind of comes down to inconsistencies throughout the squad. I think it's good, Nick. You, you've You've put out some highly controversial tweets recently about, the fact that Chelsea looked fatigued after an extremely long condensed season, and how you know, dare I? First I, of all, honestly, how dare I? Like that was fair of you, and that that's unfair for you to be fair. Don't to the don't team rain this on this point. positivity parade. Don't you dare. You know, but the 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 problem is, it's like great. Where was this the last two matches? You know, was this a um. You know, something from inside saying, you know, you know, look, you know, having one eye ahead of the next match, you know, Arsenal, you can understand banana peel because you're probably focused on the FA Cup final. You don't get injured and maybe you save a little bit so you can be fresh for that. Then we came out in the FA Cup and we were flat. I mean, Liam yeah. Toomey on the straight out of Cobham today said he's like, neither team deserved to win, you know, and one, one, you know, one shot on target and it goes in and that's it. And, you know, and it's just like, I think there's some fair criticism right now of say, Tuchel has been unbelievably consistent until the last week with this team. Yeah, I mean, uh, he also was let down with a crazy, uh, crazy, you know, Jorginho back pass that led to a goal that right. know, from that point, Arsenal didn't do anything. Um, and, you know, an inability to convert chances like I, I, I don't I don't completely buy that. Like we like we we have run into I'm actually just going to say it's been our most unlucky stretch since he's arrived. Like uh, some of this, obviously like the, the finishing is a systemic issue that will need to be addressed with different sure is, personnel. Dan. Sure and, is. But like, we are also, it have been incredibly unlucky with VAR, with officiating, 
with others who are not Timo Werner not completing their chances. Like this, this was a, a you know unluckiest week in Chelsea history this season. So let's just move on from that because ultimately, like this, we, we should have won those other two matches. Well, Could have won them. Yeah, and that why didn't we? Look how we just pummeled Leicester today, and we were oh hey, we're God. a shadow of this team. You <laughs> can't tell me that the effort and the chances created from we are we are an XG of three today. We are an XG of one on on Saturday, and so if you want to use that as the data point, I'm saying my eye test is that while yes, I think we did enough to win the game. There's effort and execution that was not there in the last couple matches that was there tonight. And it's like, why can't we I, look? I just I want this team. We need two more matches from this team. Squeeze the freaking lemon dry because <laughs> holy shit, we if if this team doesn't play with, I think, the energy or the urgency, Nick, it's flat. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll split the difference a little bit here, right? Like. I think the the thing that I saw today that I haven't seen in in the last week is the passing movement. I thought the passing movement and the quickness of getting the ball around the field and not just taking the slow roundabout around and back around and around again. Like there was really quick tempo passing. Pulisic dropped deep and helped to link play. Mason Mount was phenomenal in the final third and was very unlucky to score if not for a fingertip save. And was just typically bossing uh, the field, even even kind of nutmegged old Soyuncu uh, at one point. Like there was there was movement and energy and enthusiasm in the final third today that I hadn't seen in, in some time. And I think that is that's indicative of a team that feels confident and in is playing their game, right? I mean, that, and that's really good to see. Now the question is, given a little bit of a wobble, can they do it again? Can they finish strong on Sunday? Because I think some like today could have been a snowball game. You lose to Leicester, you know the the women unfortunately lose in the final. It's a bad week for Chelsea Football Club. It's a really really bad week for Chelsea Football Club. Maybe the worst in some time. But today could have been a, a another banana peel, and we successfully completed it. You complete Villa, and you secure top four, and you secure third. Right, if you beat Villa. Then, then you're then you you have a full week of rest and relaxation. Kidding, ahead of City in the final in in Porto. So I'm hopeful that they can. I mean, it, it really it's so important that we are able to do the business on Sunday. And uh, one of those gentlemen, Brandon, not to steal your segue thunder, is Mason Mount. Mason Mother Mount. My gosh, I am shocked that he won men's player of the year. I'm shocked he only <laughs> won it once. He's been unbelievable this season, and I stand by the fact that I think he should be made captain with all due respect to the other people in this squad that have worn the captain's man. What he has done with his consistency and his leadership and his drive and determination is unbelievable. Um should have won it. Should have won the men's player of the year last year. By the way, <laughs> I mean he. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that too. In hindsight, he uh, continues to deliver in different situations, in different positions, in different matches, and he just seems 
we I don't know like I, I'm just so taken aback by like how just how good he was I think we're all excited about what could be Dan right because like another fairy tale we haven't seen a player breakthrough since Sean Terry this and that we've got Mason we've got Reese bit hard done on Tammy right now but it's like we're starting to potentially see some of the the old guard and spine come back and things like that but I think again Mason continues uh, to prove why he won this award, why he will be a starter for England, and why he will be, you know, probably not in the team of the season because the stats don't back it up, but he would be in the team of the season for most managers, maybe even like the PFA where his fellow professionals are voting, things like that. Yeah, I mean, Brendan Rodgers had plenty of nice things to say after the match about Mason, which was really nice to hear. Um, Look, he continues to evolve his game there are a couple things i really enjoyed in this some of the the tactical fouls that he kind of was able to put in to maybe stop lester on on a counter or break up play were were really really intelligent the way he was able to you know manifest himself will himself into the box and create a shot opportunity for himself again schmeichel and him are going to be uh potentially a fun battle to watch next season um you know, we'll probably be playing on a Sunday because Leicester will be in the Europa League and so they'll have Thursday matches. So probably is played on a Sunday at some point. Um, but yeah, he's, he's just a really exceptional footballer and continues to be, uh, you know, a critical part of our success. I think the, there was a bit of fear, Nick, when he clattered knees and went down to the ground for, you know, I don't know, a good about minute or so where you're like, oh, my God, seriously, is this going to be the match where N'Golo Conte comes off early and now Mason Mountain is down because that would have been a bad omen. So the luck, you know, broke our way a little bit there. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, he's he's young enough to be made of rubber <laughs> um, and, and seems to have some incredible bounce back ability. And that that is going to be much needed uh, as we head toward the, the finish line here. But. It was also really good to see him involved in the uh, in the handbags. He was cheekily involved on the front side. If you watch it again, and you can kind of see him get in there. You saw Reese come in like a bowling ball and trying to knock down pins uh, as well. And it's, I think these are crucial moments for those for those guys. Uh, it, it's crucial to be in a handful of fights and to win a handful of fights, you know, to feel confident doing it the next time. And this is all just incredible experience that we are not going to see manifest itself maybe for two years, maybe for four years, but at some point battle of the bridge number two is going to be absolutely epic for these players. And it will mean that they will have the wherewithal and fight to continue and uh, to push through some really difficult moments. And, and I'm glad that we were able to get this one over the line today and that they were able to help tremendously in the cause. Clearly, pressure doesn't bother Mason having this announced right before the match. Unfazed, you might say, by this award. Well, and getting to say thanks to the fans who yeah. are there. Yeah. What a I, cool I mean, moment. It, we'll, we'll talk about them, I think, multiple times throughout this pod. But having fans back <sighs> made such a difference I think in this match, just they, the way they got after Mike Dean for how terrible he was <laughs> during points in the match and the booing they gave him, the way they were singing Timo Werner's name and song, like they, they just were top class. It's a match you would have loved to have been at to be this first match back at Sanford Bridge in such a long time to be one of those lucky 8,000. Uh, I think it's going to be a special night for a lot of those fans to remember for, for quite some time. 
Well, and again, just to wrap on Mason, the smile he had on his face. I mean, he couldn't be more proud. You know, again, Boyhood Club was just voted player of the season. Um, absolutely fantastic. Uh, moving to the fans real quick. You're, you're not wrong, Dan. I mean, it's great. Andy Saunders posted. Marco posted. Clayton posted. Olivia posted. It was just great seeing all of our fans posting pictures of the bridge again, you know. Um, and Matt Law had talked about this, if you guys remember. He felt like Chelsea having fans against this Leicester City team right after the FA Cup final win-lose, can't draw, win or lose, would be a huge factor in their favor. And Timo talked about the fans. He said, you know, he had that early chance and he heard the roar of the fans and it and it kind of spurned him on and, and the motivation and the drive was there. And I think that was uh, a you know, a variable that, that we hadn't seen this season. You know, we've seen some crazy home um, losses and things across the league. And I think, you know, the dumbest one I ever heard was the fact that Liverpool wouldn't have lost X six in a row or whatever if fans would have been at Anfield. And you're like, uh, probably not, Jamie Redknapp. But anyways, good punditry. <laughs> um, but, you know, to be fair, this does show the role of the fans, Nick, and, and how important it was. You know, I, I said earlier, Tuchel said 8,000 sounded like 80,000. And um, it's just, it, it felt good. It sounded good. And the thing you miss is that we've spent a year stuck on social media giving opinions. When the fans got back in the stadium, they made their voices heard and supported the shit out of the players. Yeah, I mean, it's, you see all this like Mason Mount nonsense, hate, derision on, on Twitter and when you get into the stadium, there's nothing but love for him. Brendan Rodgers shouted him out at the end of the game, even for what an incredible player he is. Like, it, you know, it's it's that it's that kind of stuff. It was it was so good to see our friends back. It was so good to see so many get the opportunity to go tonight, and they were heard. They were heard. They were loud. They were boisterous. You know, Stanford Bridge is not always the most incredible atmosphere in the world. We've been there through some uh, some snoozers, uh, admittedly. A nil-nil Southampton draw on New Year's Eve comes to mind um, to fair, a couple of years was, ago. That was sorry, ball. So it was that was tough. Yeah, it was real tough. But uh, my hope is that 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 place with forty-four thousand, that it feels like five times the atmosphere of what it was in there today because everyone's going to be that joyous, that pumped to be back. And it does make a difference. Mike Dean, honeymoon's over, baby. Guess what? You're back on watch. Like, you know, you're not going to be able to get away with shocking decisions anymore and just have TV pundits go, I wonder what Mike Dean's doing. No, get man, him, they're going to let you hear it. They're going to let Do you it. hear it right away. Uh, he's terrible, by the way. Just a quick note. God awful. Celebrates Spurs goals, doesn't give clear penalties. Out at the door with him. Nick literally just threw his arms up in the air as if he were actually physically tossing Mike Dean and out. And Nick of has the uh, turned off his Zoom call and he's walked away from the computer because he's really unhappy with Mike Dean. Did I hear a chair thrown? Yes, yes, chair was chairs were thrown. What uh, are those screams? Nothing. It's fine. Uh, our our boy Clayton though, Brandon had killed it. A tremendous tweet that I would like you to read aloud to the people. Can do. At Goalie59 said, really enjoyed the Mike Dean show. Apologies to him that there was a football game interrupting his evening. Forgot how much of a show pony he is. 
<laughs> Dan, uh, I say, Dan, it was bad. Um, I was working and kind of back and forth. I missed the penalty shot. My Arsenal friends again saying, hmm, not really sure how too. that was, was not a penalty. <laughs> and then I saw it back. And, wait, wait, what? Uh, uh, wait. Timo in between him and the defender. Defender kicks him in the back. It's a foul on Timo. Got it. Yep. Fuck this. I'm out. Well, Timo gets called for a foul on what was the more obvious penalty. And then we get the penalty awarded for, you know, a, a softer call. I mean, look, you know, you still you still found him in the box. You it's know, called but, a makeup call. Yeah, it, it definitely was a makeup because if you watch it back, it, just, it was it was ludicrous. It was just, it had the feeling of, oh my gosh, the bad luck run, this VAR insanity was continuing to just infect our season and corrupt the goodness that we were hoping to achieve at the end of it. And thankfully, it was put back around. And, and you know, Tuchel's talking about it. Tuchel's making sure to use the mouthpiece of the media to talk about the decision and make sure he's putting it out there, a little bit like Guardiola would, making sure people know so that the officials are on notice. Come Champions League final, you know, just to make sure. Shit, even the Aston Villa final at this point, we'll take anything we get. Nick, what, Timo have a hat trick tonight? I bet he's pissed. He could have been the top Premier League scorer after tonight. <laughs> he he can't uh, can't stay on side, which is a, a problem. Uh, well, now that we up. have fans back in the stand, we can appoint one fan to be the person that Timo looks at and who gives him a thumbs up if he's on side and he can run at the ball. That's what we need to do. I think he's supposed to be able to tell. Look, in you know, the, in the match. a spotter. You know, some people need a spotter. We'll give him a spotter. It'll be fine. Hey, Timo, you're offside. Go, 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 Timo, go. <laughs> uh, Track yeah, back, Timo. I I don't understand what the point of VAR is. Um, do you want the definition? The fact that it's there to potentially uh, fix clear and obvious mistakes from the match official. Well, I put, you know, I put out a tweet today um, that I think there should be a, I think the PGMOL, which is the refereeing association uh, that staffs Premier League referees to matches and VAR officials, uh, I believe that they should have a rainy day fund and be able to pay clubs incident fees for when their technology does not uh, help to correct clear and obvious errors. The technology itself was put in to correct clear and obvious errors. So I because look, I mean, let's say Chelsea loses this today because of a clear, obvious penalty. I, it is a ridiculous decision to not go to VAR and for Mike Dean to not go to the monitor. It's an aptitude on both sides. And let's pretend they lose and they lose their top four chances. Do you know how much money that is? <laughs> it's million pound mistakes. And, you know, the, the thing of any business is going to do is when they realize that they have mistakes that are going to potentially cost millions, they figure out a solution and they plug the hole, which is not what the the FA has seemed to be interested in doing. I do think that there was a wonderful suggestion for next the next Timo Werner goal that comes um, is that he should go over to the VAR monitor and wait <laughs> until it awards the goal before he celebrates. I think that would be a wonderful uh, goal celebration. Look, rough, rough night. I mean, he tested VAR out in every single way possible himself tonight. And, uh, you know, a bit unlucky not to be on the score sheet. It's just, it's, it's just to the point, right? I'm fatigued by this season. And 
there's two things that have unified the fans this season, and that was the Super League and how shit VAR is. One of those two things is gone. Might be time for another campaign. So it's... uh. You mean the campaign against Chelsea? Because that is alive and well, Brandon Busby. That is alive and well. It has resumed normal order. We saved world football, and now they can't have us. They can't have us win in the FA Cup. They can't have us get in top four. They can't have us win the Champions League. But we love it. We love when we are the heel to everybody else. We embrace it. We cloak ourselves in it, and we're going to go out and get in top four, win the Champions League, and just shove it in their faces. I was like, as long as we can get some results, because I don't want to be shut out the whole season on this stuff. Um, but look, it's just been, it's been an exhausting season for everyone and like the ups and downs and who has benefited, who it hasn't. And it's just, it's inconsistency. Um, it's been absolutely shambolic. So, uh, again, it's just annoying that it's a talking point. Thank God we don't have to go through Nick's scenario of what if it would have costed us points tonight. So, well, um, it's, it's still might don't, <laughs> we still have one more to go. I just uh, meant tonight. All right. Hey, yeah, hey, yep. this one done and dusted on yeah. the next one. Cross our fingers. Hope it doesn't hurt us. I I am I'm kind of surprised that they gave the second one a, a little bit. Um, to be honest, I think that was a lot more questionable than the first one. It was it was still a foul, I guess, in the box. It's just I think difficult when you're running out of the box. Uh, but league leading scorer Jorginho, as we all predicted at the beginning oh. of the season stepped up with his seven Premier League goal from the spot. And I'll tell you, um, the goal map here that Paul Carr put out. Consistent. Um, wow. I mean, the guy knows how how to get into the middle of the box and shoot, Dan. Um, these are all open play goals, you know, as you as you can tell. Dude, Schmeichel looked crushed. Looked absolutely embarrassed by Jorginho. It was so good. Just after the weekend, after him pulling off, like, the stupid save versus Mason, like, how good did it feel to watch that go in with the lightest and deftest of touches from Jorginho? And look, you know, he hasn't had the most consistent season. He's been revitalized under Tuchel, has been integral in some of the matches that we've had, and, you know, Got it done. Again, the guy just gets it done. And, you know, you, you could imagine it'd be interesting to see him uh, take a penalty versus Ederson in the uh, the final. In regular time. Not, not, oh, my I'm not, God. I'm not, I'm not, putting, us just, I'm not putting us in extra time of penalties. Oh, in regular time, a word penalty to win. 1-0 Chelsea. Damn, damn, damn. That just puts so many scenarios in my mind. Um, yeah, again, Jorginho... Team leader, seven goals, all from the spot. Uh, Premier League, Premier League goals. Yeah, can yeah, I? Premier League leader. Ugh. Seven, seven's not enough, guys. Okay. So, because seven. we had so many players that scored six, Nick. That's why. So, need your leading uh, goal scorer to have more than seven uh, at this point in the year with one match to go. Um, so, you know, say say what you want, but. That's tip, you know, a, a wealth of goals around the team like City have, you know, but you still have guys with with more than seven. So, uh, yeah, uh, that that was shocking when I heard that out loud today because uh, <laughs> did not did not see that coming uh, by any means. I thought it might be Tammy or someone still. Oh, Mason, Timo, Tammy, all tied for second place with six apiece, and then it goes to Zuma with five. Havertz, uh, Pulisic, and Drew with four apiece. And so the the distribution, to Brandon's point, is healthy. The 
top end number is not as strong as it needs to be. Hashtag talisman. Anyways, Dan <laughs> of the match poll. What in the world did you get into, Dan? Look, you know, I, I like to collaborate with people. I like to partner for great outcomes. So, you know, five to ten minutes before the end of the match. <laughs> Dan's starting his own company just in case you want to <laughs> sign up. We're talking about the, the synergy uh, his that His own we can consulting offer firm, Dormer <laughs> Consulting. Possibly you. <laughs> uh, anyway, we had a real good synergistic collaboration with the Chelsea Football uh, Twitter account today, recommending that they put home supporters as an option in the man of the match poll. And, uh, you know, they followed suit. And uh, much like ours, uh, our Dan of the match poll, the only options were the fabulous fans or the supporters. So uh, well done. Hat tip to uh, Chelsea FC admin today. Did a good job. At I look the the Chelsea handle was was on something today, and it was interesting to watch what all they were doing. Definitely testing new strategies, you might say, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know they uh, they uh, co opted the the three word match report instead of review, so I suppose there is no trademark in, infringement there. But um, yeah, it's been an interesting. Uh, you know they started responding to people for the first time and. Sometime that Ever. yeah that was interesting to see you know a little match day engagement with with ye old fans, um, yeah I, you know interesting interesting day just didn't see it coming it kind of surprised well, look, me the 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 end result is that the, whether it was the day in the match whether it was the official Chelsea FC man of the match fans won a hundred percent hands down I mean if you're gonna give it to a player it probably would have been Rudiger amount but uh, you know fan, fans were number one on the day. What if, now think about this scenario, what if the Chelsea admin's name was Dan, and he did his own Dan of the match, then we would have had some real trouble, but but we avoided catastrophe. No no, no bre- uh, bench clearing uh, Twitter brawls, please, Nick. <laughs> I li- I'm just waiting for their bio to say, to be updated to, to uh, likes and retweets are not endorsements. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the top four table, which is just massively important this week. Like I said, we just finished uh, game week 37, uh, but there's still quite a few teams that have two matches left uh, to be played this week yet. Uh, Manchester City won the title, so who really cares what they're doing? Man United uh, locked up second on 71 points. Uh, Chelsea jumping into third place over Leicester City, which was so big, on 67 points. Leicester City on 66 points. So all of us have played 37 matches. Where it gets a little hairy, Nick, is that Liverpool are on fifth on 36 matches played. They're on 63 points, so they have a possible six points left. They could put them at 69. Tottenham are in six, also on 36 points, have six points to play for, which could put them at 65, which, by my math, rules them out. Uh, Yeah, they are eliminated from the Champions League competition next year. Thank you. So... It all comes, Tampa also eliminated, by, by the by. Yep. So now it all comes down to Chelsea, Leicester, Liverpool. We win, we're in. We draw our fates in other people's hands. So Nick Leonardson called me out last episode. I said four points. I was completely wrong. We, we needed to win both. Unless other results go our way, which we have no control of. Come on, so, Burnley! <laughs> right? So here we are. It's... It's absolute crunch time. Um, Super glad that Manchester United showed up today against Fulham uh, after their last two capitulations, though. 
Thanks, boys. You guys are just tremendous at what you do and certainly don't hope that um, you continue in mediocrity for the rest of our lives. But here's Burnley's trend form. They are <laughs> loss, Dan. win, Dan. loss, win, loss. What's next in that scenario? Draw. W? <laughs> hey, I would take a draw. Don't get me wrong. A Anything. draw is what we can hope for. Like A draw is what, uh, what should have happened at the weekend uh, for... For Liverpool, so I, you know, I, I don't know, man. It, it looks, it looks like Chelsea need to win. Um, although if Liverpool somehow slip up tomorrow, then you feel, you feel really pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah. So to that point, right? Liverpool are playing on Wednesday, which is probably the day you're listening to this, and they play Burnley away, and then they're home at Crystal Palace the last game of the season. I think Crystal Palace might be a little more interesting now that Roy Hodgson Hodgson has said he's last leaving. Team. Yeah, is there a little one for the gaffer type thing? Again, I'm not putting any money on Chris Paus to do a damn thing. Nope. Um, Got to put Danny Rojas in. Just throw him on the pitch. <laughs> Danny Rojas. Rojas. Now, Danny, Danny Rojas. The other thing is, right, is that Leicester City plays Spurs the last match of the season. Harry I don't, Kane's last match for Spurs? I don't know what to make of that either. <sighs> right? Like, Tottenham are eliminated, but... I don't know who like do they care or not so I don't know Dan 538 has some probabilities they put a bunch of silly numbers on a chart shaded at different colors from red to yellow I mean if Liverpool were to lose their next two matches Tottenham could jump ahead of them into fifth place I mean that is that is a possibility it's a non-consequential scenario you just ran us through keep it relevant Dan well but anyway City in Champions League next season, Manchester United in the Champions League next season. Probability of Chelsea being there with them, 86% probability. Liverpool with 73% and Leicester with 40% now. So the pendulum continues to swing and hopefully we have just stopped it from swinging backwards after today's match. The, the problem is there's just no confidence in that. Villa play Tottenham tomorrow. Day, you're probably listening to this. Like, I don't know. Does that matter? What if they win? What if they get pummeled? You just don't know what to expect at the last match of the season for Villa. You know, the the way it stands, they don't really have anything to play for. They're in 11th. There's no chance for them to go to Europe. There's no chance they'll, for them. They'll have, they'll have fans to play for. That That is what they will have. So that, they, that is that's the be, consideration. That's the equalizer from today, right? They get they get fans at, at home for the last one. Look, they their their last one results are are pretty pretty bad, right? I mean, I'm trying to go back. So they beat Fulham at the beginning of April three one. They lost to Liverpool, lost to City with the red cards, drew West Brom, beat Everton, pumped by United, drew Everton, lost to Palace. Now they play Tottenham. All we want is for Villa to lose and just be on cloud zero heading into this match. That's the best thing that could happen. <laughs> cloud zero. So the ground? Yes. You want them to be on the ground? <laughs> I want them to be laying on their backs, looking up, saying, what's the point? Cloud zero. What a, what a silly phrase that is. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I don't, I don't know how the Leicester Tottenham game is going to go, but much like I will never rely upon Manchester United to... Uh, ever help Chelsea Football Club ever again, uh, nor am I going to rely on Spurs <laughs> to take care of business. You know, I just, 
look, Chelsea just need to go win and and handle it, and I'll, I'll be fine after that. I mean, I think it's it's a really really important game, and it's one thing to get up for Leicester after losing to Leicester in the cup. It's a whole other thing to to feel good about yourselves because you did it and then get up for this last one against a team that hasn't wronged you with a toss pennant recently. So uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see. I, I hope that Tuchel has something special in the bag for Sunday. You know, it is it is a four-day rest period between now and then, which is about as much as we've had in some time <laughs> uh, between matches. So hopefully that's that's going to be helpful. Look, it's it's Super Sunday, in case you're unfamiliar. All the matches are played at the exact same time. The only thing that changes is the amount of stoppage time um, at the end of each half. And that's where you got the crazy uh, Aguero um, you know, finish a handful of years ago where Manchester United thought they won the league and then in stoppage time, City came back to score and, and pipped the title from them. So it's going to be so dramatic, you know, because you're going to be watching the Chelsea match, but you're definitely going to be having one eye on Leicester City and one eye on the Liverpool match as well to, you know, see how those go. And then look, Tuchel and his staff are going to know exactly what's going on in the other matches. So then you got to relate to the players. It's just wild. It's just crazy. We'll look at doing something special for that one in Discord. Uh, they have a little like watch along feature that we might try to try to roll out for that one because it's just going to be chaos. Uh, and all we can do is hope that it ends with uh, everyone popping champagne bottles in their apartments and homes, celebrating top four like it's a trophy. Oh, oh, oh. Well, no, we 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 will celebrate top four, but we will not celebrate it like a trophy. The bo- the champagne only only gets popped the following Saturday. When we win the Champions League. Okay, Dan, you passed the test. I was throwing that out there to see if anyone would swat that shit down. So good. Yeah, yeah it's good to remind people to... what it's like being a Chelsea fan, right? Yeah, we need we need All to right. put that back in the box. Good. All right. Pass the test, ladies and gentlemen. Uh what else? Anything else you want to touch on before we uh do a little dip ski nick and head out? Um I think the there was a, a Tuchel quote uh that we didn't reference earlier. Uh Matt Law. Uh, famous journalist, I'm sure you've heard of him, uh, of has, has said on, on on the Twitter this evening, Tuchel quotes in the article, uh, but he tells his Chelsea players to shut up and not celebrate yet. He also reveals his players were well aware of Amarty's penny, uh, pennant toss and uh, that that perhaps had some influence <laughs> in some of the uh, in some of the handbags. Uh, I think I think some of those words were pretty clear, uh, but I love the. Uh, shut up one more game type of thing. It's easy to get emotional right now. Hopefully they are calm, cool, collected, and put this thing to bed early. A nice 3-0 half, Dan. What do you say on Sunday? First half, 3-0. Let's go. Look, that would be incredible. I would take that. I will take a 1-0 win. I will take any type of W. I mean, the, I think the biggest challenge now is going to be managing the moment and making sure that what happened with the FA Cup doesn't transpire again, where the one match gets lost in pursuit of the next match. I mean, this, the, I, I joked with the Belichick reading of the, we're on to Villa, but like that type of mentality, the singular focus around what is going to happen this weekend, then having the ability to transition the train of thought and the awareness and approach to the city match next weekend is going to be so crucial. And if, if Tuchel can get that right, I think we're in for, a really, really special end to this season. To which I say, 
Why not us? Got him Why with the shirt. Why not us? Got him. All right. Hey, Chelsea fans, it's uh, it's good to be back on the right side of the results after uh, two disappointing uh, losses back-to-back, three, obviously. Three disappointing. <laughs> oh, yeah. The FA Cup yeah. being uh, a, a hard one. But if we can, again, just rally this team uh, for the now final two matches, uh, there's all to play for, you know? Um, big team mentality. We need big team energy. So uh, that's going to wrap us up. You'll see us back again later later in the week when we do our, our recap and everything. But uh, get some rest, all right? Huge huge day on super sunday uh make sure you're ready to go for that one and uh like i said if you're looking for community come join us on on our discord through the patreon that's gonna wrap us up uh so as always fans we just appreciate you being here listening to us uh connect with us on social media let's keep the conversation going um squeak a time we gotta get it across the line so that's gonna wrap us up but until next time chelsea fans you know what to do keep the blue flag flying high